dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. What's up, Pimpy? Oh, you know, Sunday, fun day. Man. Absolutely, it's a fun day. Trying Sunday, to enjoy man. this here life that we get. So. Oh, man, listen. So hectic out here in the streets, man. Man, life is real. <laughs> you know it is. Yeah. Yeah, we got so much going on in society, and so much going on in personal life. So we gotta keep a light episode, man. Yeah. So much going on in the world, man. We had a couple heavy episodes, and you know stuff going on. So we are gonna talk about stuff that makes us happy, like yeah, music and sports. Man. Absolutely, we need that. Music is my therapy, man. I've been stressed this week with just life and trying to get things in order. And you know, I had a gig last night, did a wedding. Shout to the boy, uh, Boyd family, Mister and Mrs. Boyd. They uh, had a nice little family reception. It wasn't, it wasn't no hundreds of people, but mm-hmm. it was intimate with their family and friends, and it was a good time. And the, the groom man threw me some moonshine, so I've been, okay. I've been sipping the moonshine, <laughs> and we had a good time. Man, it was just a, it was a good outlet for me, just to you know, when, when I get to gigs in a bad mood or just not not all the way in a good space. Mm-hmm. Them first couple songs, man, just. Makes it all better, man. So the music is definitely my therapy. So. Absolutely, man. Should I remember in college, like uh, when I was in college at Wright State, 112 CD, it was probably about like a year already. But like, yo, when I'm homesick, grades is shaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throwing that 112. And that 112 CD, the first one, that's one of the ones you can listen to track one. To track 17 all yeah. the way through with no skips. Yeah. That's a classic, man. Yeah, my, my go-to was that Usher Confessions, man. Yeah. That, that's a CD that, you know, I still rock out to. And it's just the deluxe that, one too, yeah, boy, with the Alicia can, Keys joint. You can put on a road trip and you'll be you'll be two 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 states in and, and still be rocking. So so yeah, definitely, definitely music, man. Music is life. Make sure y'all you're having your bad days and your stressed out days, man. Throw in your favorite tracks, man. It's gonna it's gonna help. Trust Absolutely, one hundred percent. But before we really jump into the pod, man, we gotta thank the homie Izzy Rock for stopping through last week. Very dope pod, man. If you missed it, definitely check it out, man. It's from the Gym City Podcast, man. New collaboration with them, man. So definitely thanks to Izzy Rock and the whole camp over there. Absolutely, we got some things in in store. We're gonna be doing some fundraiser events coming up and just really. Putting you can't make this a podcast on the next on the next page. So we absolutely trying man. to get it going. So, so first thing I wanted to ask you about today, man, you posted something on Facebook about nightclubs. Yeah, and you know, since I work at the radio station, you are a DJ. This is part that is partially how we make our livings. Right, nightclubs going away. Man, it it sure does seem. Man, they was they was really talking about how uh, the article. If you friends with me on Facebook, uh, feel free to check it out. It was just basically basically talking about um, the millennium generation, you know, the twenty one to thirty eight kind of age bracket. They're really um, not just frequenting the clubs like days in the past. You know, these clubs are 
dropping like flies, you know, opening and closing. Grand um, opening, grand, grand closing. closing. <laughs> <laughs> Liquors down, sales down, and just it was just a nice little article just to kind of, for me as a DJ, man, I really uh, try to, uh, I try to embrace it all, you know, just as far as music and as far as the clubs, but it's hard, like, you know, kind of when we was growing up, we had the, you know, like the hot spot, you know, mm-hmm. that was a Huber Heights club when I was yeah. a teenager and, you know, things that it was there from, I can remember from most of my teenage years, you know, mm-hmm. and then some of the runs like, you know, like the Tiffany's and the MJ's around here. Tiffany's. Where, Motherfucking and, Tiffany's. Oh man, that's <laughs> my first fake ID spot. <laughs> and uh, really just, just uh, try to really support them, you know, but when they come and go so fast, new owners left and right, you know, they're constantly building that new relationship with people. And then someone in my case who's uh, kind of transitioned into what I call corporate killer, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm trying to do trying to do the gigs that that really that really uh could take me to the next level as far as what I wanna be. Like I'm not necessarily trying to be the best club DJ in town. You know, I can rock any club you put me in. But you know, I enjoy doing, you know, the the three, four hundred people that's, you know, I'm doing a right pack Christmas party this year. Dope. You know, and it's gonna be dope to be able to throw on some country, throw on some rock, throw on some hip hop and just I enjoy it all anyway musically. So that's that that's what makes me happy is doing gigs where like like last night the wedding and the groom said something to me that really stuck. He was like, he's wanting to kind of learn how to DJ. Mm-hmm. I, you get that a lot the places people come up to you, man, can you show me how to DJ? And it's like, yeah, I can kind of show you the basics but it's all about what you want it to be yeah and he he really lots of practice <laughs> he enjoyed the fact that you know i i threw on some stevie i threw on some prince i threw on some neo soul i threw on some 90s i threw on some new you know just had the whole vibe to where no matter where i went they was okay with it and mm-hmm. and he really gave me a good shout out and really had a good conversation about just how i rock and to me that's the best that's almost, that's almost as good as money if I didn't need money to live. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's something that really helps me stay motivated, helps me want to go get it and, and just and just shows that the way I look at DJing, people respect that. You know, so I enjoyed the fact that that he and his wife had a good time. You know, it was intimate, maybe seventy five people, you know, it was wasn't wasn't bananas packed, but at the same time, man, it was parts of the night where it was five 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 people sitting down you know mm-hmm. everybody else was up having a good time so when you have a small intimate wedding like that and they rock out and have a good time those those are the best ones for me sometimes so sometimes the, the three or four hundred people you know you gotta put on the show you yeah gotta, you know you gotta get it turns little, into the club yeah yeah but when the intimate ones can still be fun like i can remember opening up for kick capri one time when he was here for uh i think it was uh central state homecoming weekend matter of fact Shout to the Marauders. They had a good Absolutely. homecoming weekend this week. But I opened up for him at a Hammerjacks. Okay. And it, it was a time when Another yeah, club that used to bang <laughs> exactly. out of the city. When uh when Dave brought him, I think Meech had like Bobby Valentino or someone else. So there was like people in town, things to do. Well, for whatever reason, the kick and pre thing didn't didn't jump off. Maybe a hundred people showed up. Mm-hmm. And uh his opener did his thing. When Kid came on, it was just like I've never seen that 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 night has stuck with me since. It was amazing to watch him work and get a hundred people to party. Like the bar was empty, wasn't nobody getting no drinks. Everybody <laughs> was just having a good time rocking with him. So that kind of helps me uh, stay motivated when I look back on some of those nights and, and realize that if 
if, if I'm trying to be the kid Capri, you know, we all get into this for whatever reasons, but my goal is just to have the longevity that I'm having. You know, I don't always have to be the club, you mm-hmm. know, fighting for that 150, 200, you know. That's cool and dandy. You know, you got five or six of those a week living good. I mean, you're doing, yeah. doing okay for yourself. That's that's four grand a month, you know, so. It ain't easy, though. No, it's, it's a grind. It's definitely a grind. That's why I shout out Big Al all the time, man. He's definitely, he, he's working, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's, that's to, to know where he came from, to know him in the beginning when mm-hmm. he was trying to, he just came to Dayton because Meech wanted him here and needed his help run, run, running the club. He was managing the club at the A-list and he got into it, man, and got into it the right way. And he grinding and taking over the city, man. And I, I, I love watching it, man, because not not to feel like an OG because I'm not, but <laughs> but it's, it's it's dope to have somebody that wants it that bad in the city, you know, because you can have some DJs that's out there just for the check. They out there, you know, throw on a mix and go to the bar, you know, like <laughs> seen it. I've, I've done it and I've seen it, you know. So I made this on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so. it's now Saturday. <laughs> so I shout out Big Al all the time, man. He uh. Definitely grinds in the city, man, getting a lot of respect and a lot of gigs, and that's what it's about. So I haven't read the article, but why are they saying nightclubs are failing or dying off? Uh, basically, man, it just it was just basically like they were just talking in the sense of how the clubs are falling and basically like our age bracket, we're chasing life. You mm-hmm. know, we're trying to find that career that we want or raising that family or you know, just not 21 and and buying Bacardi Limon and just see what happened. You know, we're not we're kind of over that time and space. And um, they it, it was just it was just like deep in the, in the sense of it was talking about a club. I forget the name of it in the article, but the club had a great run in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Closed, reopened, closed, reopened, and overall. It's been a constantly drop. Like right. they haven't got back up to where it was, and they kind of blame it on our generation just not wanting to be out every weekend. Basically, well, things that we say around here, you know, it's happening everywhere. You know, yeah. just e- even the big cities that you know you see in the, in the on the social media all the time. You know, they they might be deep, you know, but instead of going from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deep, they might have a Saturday deep. Right. They might have a Friday that's that's cool, or a Sunday that's cool, but Overall, like the the sales and the money that the clubs were bringing in in that time versus now, just definitely different. So it was just a nice little Sunday morning read, you know. Yeah, I definitely think the nightclub experience has definitely changed over the years. Uh, I remember, um, damn, what is the name of that damn club in Cleveland? Oh man, I'm gonna kill myself because it was the first nightclub I ever went to. Man, it'll it'll pop in my head in a minute. But I just remember probably being about thirteen or something. 12, 13 years old. My brother's six years older than me. So him and his crew, they go to this club. And Cleveland. Damn, it's going to drive me absolutely crazy. It's not in Cleveland anymore. It'll pop in my head. But anyway, they used to go out to this club all the time. They used to go. They used to go. Come home. Like, he's older than me. He's got Jordan. He's got his own job. He's got his own car. I look up to my brother. Like, man, he going to the club. He dressed cool. I can't wait for it to, to be my turn to go to the club. Yeah. And that experience of going to the club for the first time is unlike any other, dude. Man, You're just, in, a, in a place where people are having a good time. They at the bar, like man, they really at the bar getting something to drink. There's it, it's girls in here. It's like girls from different schools. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like man, you know, and being from Cleveland, like you can 
you can live in Cleveland. You can live in Cleveland Heights. You can live in Warrensville Heights, Shaker Heights, and see girls you've never seen before. Yeah. Like, it's just like almost like a whole different world when you at the club. Right. Or at least it was for me. That that was my experience. Like when you meet a girl, like, oh, where you go to school? Oh, I go to Regina. Right. And it's just like, what? The all girls school? You you done found you a gym? Like, yo. Ain't nobody around my way gonna know who this is. <laughs> right. Gotta get the number. Yeah. So I just think that nightclub experience, if, if Cass is not going out to the club now, man, I think they're missing out on a great experience, man, uh, because, you know, you can bring it back to technology and social media where you really don't have to get the number. You don't really don't ever have to call somebody and right. actually talk to them to get to know them. You can just basically text and bang right. and just call it a day. Exactly. But, Some you know, of- that whole experience of, having enough courage to actually go up to a girl, ask yeah. her to dance or ask her to buy her a drink, right. ask for a number, man. Like all those experiences I got from the nightclub. Oh yeah. That that used to be me and Smoke's game. Me and, <laughs> right when scanners got hot in the in the in the, in the late nineties, my mom had bought a brand new scanner, man. So me and Smoke, we uh took some hotel keys. <laughs> I mean we went like deep, copy the ID, we moving numbers here, cutting a little I mean it was a process. But he was old enough to get in, and I wasn't. He's three years older than me. Uh-huh. So this is talking about Tiffany's. And uh, got, we made the fake ID. You know, now my birthday was in 79, like his, <laughs> you know. So so then we uh, we head out, and I'm, I think I was like 16, 17 years old, and I'm going to Butt Naked Tuesdays. Yes. And, and just to be at that age, feeling like you've grown, even have a drink. I mean, I was in there like wild, and I can remember – some of the staff that ran that ran Club Cream. Ah. So once I started DJing, you know, I'm I'm having my, you know, 25th or whatever birthday. <laughs> and some of them was like doing the numbers. Yeah, so one of the one of one of the assistant managers came up to me. He like, "You was in Tiffany's like 7 8 years ago." And I'm like, "Yeah, um I was 16." <laughs> Shot to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to touch on this too. Some of the bullets in this article, um it says, "Why are millennials patronizing nightlife venues?" So the expensive cover charges, high-priced mm-hmm. drinks, long lines, slow bar service, rude staff, um, being pushed around in crowded atmosphere, poor male-to-female ratio. Um, so some of those are just like some of the things that our generation just don't want to deal with going out. So mm-hmm. in a perfect world, I feel like our generation would love to go to like a bar with no cover, Yeah, have, have a couple drinks, turn around and... 200 people there having a good time and the music is not just now we can take it back a little bit we can we can go here go there so i i i saw a post that uh king david he mm-hmm. posted a post about he just wanted to know how he can make cognacs better you know and some people were just commenting on that and a lot of them that i was reading was talking about they wanted a grown night and not just a not just a a flyer night in three weeks that says we're doing a, a grown neo so r&b now they want something that's gonna be around but in that lane has a club owner has has a has a uh a, a, a manager of a club you know you can't you can but the risk and reward is so much bigger because you're gonna have nights where like we said we're not showing up you know we got yeah. we got we got the the little little son scene 75 birthday in the morning and we mm-hmm. ain't trying to be hammered or we got, got the baseball game yeah, we, soccer we gotta game go to football and all that so so some of those just life kind of gets in the way of partying, and then when you have a city like Dayton where there's bars, there's 
restaurants that turn into bars. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the there's not like that go to spot that everybody is you know gonna be there. And if it does, it gets washed out because dating is dating, and to keep it real, everybody fucking everybody in dating. <laughs> so once once you run through half the pack, you know you see them every week. It's just not something you get pressed to go do like you would going to Miami for the weekend or Vegas for the weekend and want to really be out and enjoy it. When you have those destination places, it's always a new crowd. It's always a new face. Mm-hmm. So I do got a question for you. Why is it in the black nightclub experience or even in the black just bar setting, it's always a cover? Yeah, At least that $5. But, you know, you go to a white bar it's like cheers, baby. Exactly. Come on in. They make it. They strictly for the bar. Exactly. That. I, that's a deterrent, man. It is because I think, especially for me and my crew, older we get, it's like, well, dude, I'm already buying drinks and right. I have to pay to get in. Also, and then also, we're meeting more white people. Yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, I go have a, a beer with Bob after work. Like, where you trying to go, Bob? Oh man, we go to my bar down the road, whatever. It's like, oh, that's how y'all rock it, right? Y'all ain't got to pay to get in. Like, no, nah, it's a bar, right? Like, why would you have to pay to get into a bar? And that's the thing too with 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 how the economy is and people, you know, they just making it. You know, people, our generation, I feel needs to needs to start working on that four hundred one k, needs to start getting those plans in place because if you think about a night out, you know, you paying a ten, fifteen, twenty dollar cover some places, you. you don't don't be there with a lady, you know, because that's that's two drinks. You spending twenty twenty five a pop on drinks, you know. You you're at a hundred dollar night mm-hmm. when you when you when you when you, when, you, when your cable bill is high or your cell phone bill is high. You know you gotta F gotta that cable gotta bill, gotta bitch. pick and choose, man. <laughs> don't don't get me started on the bills, boy. Got a million of them. So yeah, man, it's it's uh it's definitely. I think it's room though. It's room for something else. You know, it's, it's room for, like we said, the the spot with no cover, the spot like, and, and then another thing, the drinks. I mean, like when you get grown, get a little money, and you go, you know, buying your favorite bottle. You know, you Patron bottle fifty dollars, but you go somewhere and you spending ten a shot. Yeah, it's like man, the five shots. I still would. Ha- I can get a bottle for that. Yeah. You know, so some of the higher drinks and stuff, but the club. They're not in it. You know, it's fast money. Yeah. That's why these clubs come and go. I mean, you being around this for 10 years now as, as a DJ, you know, you, you see the nights when when they, they got Patron till it's gone or mm-hmm. Dollar Patron till 12, and people still ain't getting there. People that st- is a nightmare, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You, you're giving away the alcohol just to get people in, and people still ain't coming out till 12, 31 o'clock. And these clubs, you know, they – the overhead for these clubs is you know the rents for the for the place the security security keep the lights on keep the TV on you know when you go in a club and the TV's off you can tell they struggling mm-hmm. you know we've all been there when we trying to go watch the fight or go watch the game and 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 something and it and it ain't working you yeah. know so so it's definitely Ooh, it's definitely, been there yeah, been there we've all seen it man so the club game everybody thinks that you know. Or not everybody, but people want to get into that and open up spots and do stuff for the city, man. But when when you six months in, and then bills is piling up, you're gonna let the college kids come in and have a it's night. It's gonna turn into what I used to call "rep your hood" night. Exactly. <laughs> and those people those. go into it with the best of intentions. 
in the the eighteen to twenty one year old crowd ain't like our eighteen and twenty one year old crowd. Like, At you just, all. like you just mentioned with the social media. I mean, you can you can see a chick, go to your favorite app, <laughs> see who nearby, pop up the name, send a message. You know, you ain't even got to go interact with them face to face. You know, one one of the things I used to do when I was a single man. You know, we would go out somewhere. I long see time ago. Long, oh, yeah, long, 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 70, 80, 79, you know. <laughs> but you would go somewhere, see the chick, you know, like or want to get to know, and I would have the bartender send her a drink. Yeah. So then she over there, like, who sent that? You know, he kind of be in the middle, man, breaking the ice. She see who it is. You go over there. Now now you're at a point where you're going to sit over there and try to play it cool. Or you're going to go over there and show that you are manly enough to handle the the, the pressure of meeting someone. Right. A lot of women, they don't want a man that's not that that's scary. You yeah. know, and, and, and a lot of the things that you can say to a woman and, and have that those facial expressions and those emotions, they can come off a lot better than what's up on a text or <laughs> I want to I want to go to Waffle House with you tonight after, the you know, like you, it, it, it's so much of just in, in your phones that the interaction with people aren't. The same. So, coming back to what I was saying, the 18, 21 year old crowd, they just out for the shine, who got the freshest J's on, who looked the freshest, who who's stunting the hardest. But at the end of the day, you, you're you're not you're not making a personal interpersonal communication mm-hmm. with someone. You know, you're not you're not getting to know them. Um, what's your favorite? You know, TV show. What's your you know just talking? And, and I think that's a big part of just. That's that age bracket falling into the traps of beef, you know, yeah. like like when 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 you're seeing someone stunt all the time, and you got some got some uh, attracting the wolves. Yeah, you got some some within yourself that ain't sitting right. You know, I can mean mug this dude because I know he probably got five grand on him, and I'm mad. Let's be clear. I don't have five grand on me. I got five dollars. <laughs> I got three kids and a wife. <laughs> Money is not long. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, okay. I got one for you. When's the last three times you've been out for you? Not working as a DJ, been out for you. I went out to support my homie Brandon McKinney. Uh he had a uh, football camp, like kind of like after party. Mm-hmm. Kind of went out with him, kicked it. Um, black tie, and I was working. Yeah, it's still something I was looking forward to. Yeah, and and was having a good time with. And uh, and we, and you know that that was last June, so you know <laughs> the, the you can see the 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 the, the gaps. Um, and I have frequent. Um, a friend of mine has a bar in Centerville, like we were talking about, that he goes to a lot. And uh, hanging out with him, watching football, it always ends up, you know, four o'clock game. Let's go to the bar or yeah. whatever. So, um, I really don't. But but I'm not. I, I'm in the mind. I, I'm in a space that I just don't. It, it's not a high priority for me. Right. I can't even think of the three times. I only can think of two: Black Tie Weekend, and then a whole entire year yeah. <laughs> before that. Uh, me and the wife, we went to Miami. And we went out and got lit. Yeah. And I am a proponent of when I do go out, I'm going out. Yeah. I'm going out and I'm going, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going to stunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, oh especially that trip. We went to Miami. It was like, oh, shoot, we, we six months out. Oh, I'm in the gym, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me. Uh, I'm I'm a big uh, person that believes in prepaying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Take care of everything before I even get there. It's the only thing I got to show up with is my ID. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm that type of person right. when I'm going out. Like, if I'm just like, you know, hitting up Bar Louie or something, like, whatever, it's, that's nothing. That's not right. going out. Just going out to have a drink. Exactly. But, I'm a big proponent of that, man. Taking care of everything so I ain't got to worry about nothing. So that's the type of person I am. But just to think about that, I've only been out twice and that I can even think of for myself. Yeah. When I used to go out every weekend. Every weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> get lit, wake up the next day, go hoop. Yeah. And just like. That was, that was, I, I, that was the exact words what I was just thinking about. You had that Four o'clock, get home. Yeah. And then that 8.30 in the gym trying to sweat it out. Yeah. <laughs> We've Man, all been there. I remember when we used to, uh, the place used to have First Fridays. Uh, yeah. It's now Medusa. Yeah. In uh, West Carrollton. They used to have First Fridays over there. This is how long ago it was. Like, Cass would get off work, phone blowing up, man. Blowing up. Yo, get me, get me in, get me in, get me in. And I always knew that's when First Fridays was near, man, because Cass is Always want that free entry. I mean, the line was long as train smoke, bro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is this is the younger me. I wouldn't do this anymore, <laughs> man. But, you know, I used to love <laughs> waiting until midnight to get there. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm jumping the line. Exactly. Me, me and my <laughs> six, we jumping the line. And we in there. Now think about how many lit. people want that feeling or, yeah. or expect that feeling in the city. You know, that's, that's kind of like the issue is... People, I know so and so. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I know so and so. I'm good. Even even me as a DJ, when I had that Michael's run and that first Friday's run, I would. This is how crazy I, I would get it. <laughs> I would show up at nine o'clock to set up my stuff, <laughs> have everything set up. I would bounce to Smoke's crib at the Lofts, which is downtown. I'm downtown anyway. Yeah, chill there. You know, we'd be watching whatever game or chilling. Like, you ready? I'm like, it's whatever. Whenever you ready. You know, it's like, it wasn't no pressure to get there. Yeah. And then when I, you wanted that 12, 15, 12, 30, when, and when the, when the line is guys on one side, girls on the other, you wanted just to be able to pull up and just walk straight in. Like, <laughs> that made you feel a certain way. You know, so There's I did no that all the time. Like it, dog. Nothing like it. Like, to feel like, and that's the thing, to feel like basically the man, you yeah. know? And, and, when, and, and when you walking in, dapping people up in the line. <laughs> <laughs> what's up what's up how how you been I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see you tonight what you drinking you know get to the door security hit you with the high five no pat down the the the, the walls open up you just walk straight in i mean that was nothing like it man. man it's a it's a crazy feeling man that had that and you know in that run and in that experience of just doing that and then partying like crazy yeah you know, and you knew it was gonna be something. Like yeah. before even getting there, you knew I can get there at twelve. We're gonna go to three. You know, so and so's in there holding it, holding it down the early side because they trying to just get in the door. So mm -hmm. they don't mind opening up for you. Yeah. You know, holding down the fort. So then you get in there and you can fill them out. You would get in there for has a DJ, get get your stuff set up and like now nah, it ain't where I want it yet. I'm at the bar. <laughs> Keep rocking, young man. You know, like <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Like that was that was a run, man, that that was it was great. And but I think that was that was one of the last runs until something new comes where it's gonna feel like that. Mm -hmm. You know, nowadays 
you get that twelve thirty, and you still beating everybody there. Yeah. I mean, there's there was nights, man, where me and O was doing like a final Friday. I can remember therapy, and we had a three or four month run where from ten to twelve forty five was literally twenty people in there. Mm-hmm. We we already done chalked the night up. We done we had three or four shots by then. We just chilling, <laughs> enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. Turn around at the bar, and then you know I remember a party bus pulls up. And about 50 white people get off the bus. So we're like, okay, we're going to go, you know, rock out for them for a second. So we head to the stage, start doing our thing. And it was like people that were, must have been driving by, must have saw it. And within like 15 minutes, we had 100, 150 people in there. And it was, we was just in shock because I can remember me and oh, he played two songs, I played two songs. And we went from at the bar to put your hands up. You know, like it was one, it turned into that instantly. Mm-hmm. The party bus was like celebrating something. They were in and they were in and out. Yeah, they left, and the night left. I mean, it was it, it was one of the things. It was like, would that really just happen? Like nothing for the first two and a half, forty five minutes of greatness, and then we coasted out the night. You know, nothing. Man. So it's nothing like <laughs> having a destination type of event. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I can remember with that first Friday's run, it you start get that feeling on Monday. Oh yeah, like you look at that calendar. Oh, it's first Friday. And that feeling of hitting up the mall, like, yo, I got to be fresh. Yeah. I got to be right. Oh, no, no, no. I got to get new stuff. <laughs> right. New stuff. Yeah. I got to pop some tags. Your whole day was stunting. <laughs> the whole day. I, I was stunting the barbershop at 9 in the morning. I walk in the barbershop. It'd be four kids waiting. I'm next. You know? <laughs> I got things to go do today. I got to head to the mall. I got to go Perks here. Perks having yeah. a best friend as a barber. <laughs> I'm telling you. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just that feeling, man. Ain't nothing like that feeling, man, to, yeah. to have, a, have a plan in mind, to, to know, to know for a fact you're going to have a good time yeah. tonight. That, and that run lasts for like three years. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited for the, for the Black Tie Committee, man, because I saw old make a post on the Black Tie page about how people coming in town for the homecomings. Yeah. And now he and, the, and, and everyone involved with Black Tie feel like they have something, too. Oh. And, and and to have that feeling about an event that was in its inaugural year, you know, now we can hit the second annual and you know the 500 people that, that set back just to see what it was going to be. Oh, man, they locked so in. many. They so locked many. in. So something like that, you know, like it's 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 October and we hype for June 1st. I mean, it's like that's that's hashtag the, can't wait till June. That's the <laughs> events and the things that I like to be involved with, you know, and it's not just. When when you having the 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 ladies free or the or the Capricorn Scorpio nights and Leo <laughs> nights and you know it's like those people push that and that's fine you know you got to have something to, to to draw people in but it feel like we just recycling yeah you know I, I can remember I used to have like the little stoplight parties yeah when the red I'm taking <laughs> yellow maybe green let's go you know like people would people would come to those and. And and but they kept kind of doing them, mm-hmm. and then you would have I can remember the high school runs, the all all Troutwood reunions and yeah. the all Colonel White reunions, and you know that's fine and dandy. Those events were great, but when you're on that second and third rotation of the same thing, it's like people just they know what it is. I got a homie <laughs> who uh, didn't make the black tie, lives in town too, didn't make black tie. None of the events. He's like, man, I got to work, got to get this money. Blah 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 blah. All good. He's hit me up at least, mm, I would say, every month. Like, yo, black tie, I'm yeah. in there. 
was like, so why ain't you come, man? He's like, look, man, I had a lot going on. He's like, yo, you know, I had a, you know, I'm married now. Got got kids. Wanted to make sure the scene was cool. Exactly. Make my grand appearance. Make sure all these former pieces are over that situation. Mm -hmm. So when I do show up to kill him, right, (laughs) right, everything's on the up and up with me and the what? Everything's got to be cool. So last year went off without a hitch. Matter of fact, I take that back. He went to the barbecue. He's like, yeah, took the family, took the new baby, took the little man, took the wife. Everything was cool. He's like, oh yes, yeah, white party. Black tie, I'm in there. And you, like, okay. you know an event is 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 strong in its structure when you can have a rain day of picnic and still have hundreds of people show up. That's something like at our age, especially when when the weather gets in the way. Yes. You're quick to be like, hey man, get, 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 it's get, almost like get we these look cars for an out. excuse. <laughs> yeah, get these cards <laughs> out, open that bottle, man, just turn on some music. We chilling. You know, like it's it's that quick. Like I'm not I'm not getting out in that. But if it's an event that's as strong and structured like that, I don't care if it's a blizzard. I'm I'm there, you know, and I know people are coming. And that is a fact. I'm just happy for Owen Kurt, man. They really they really took some time and it wasn't just a thrown together, let's let, let's do a party for Rice State. You yeah. Know, it, it was really thought out. And I I know from being one of O's groomsmen, man, like how he treated us on his wedding, you know, we took an all groomsman best man trip to phoenix the week before the wedding you know the gifts that he gave us for being his groomsmen were were it wasn't just like here's a bottle and a flask thanks for thanks for being a part of my day you know Mm -hmm. he he got us individual pocket knives with the dates and our names on it you know just like he took some time to think Mm -hmm. about it the gift bag he had like the advil the gatorade like <laughs> like i know tomorrow going to be rough the recovery you know? so, kit so just to know how thoughtful he is in that regard i know when he puts something out there and people know that i mean like when when you've been around as long as o has um to see to see him do something when me and o did the in between yeah. you know o went out you know with help help from me but it was 7525 cuz i just didn't have it bottom line Oh, bought all these board games. He bought all these stuff, and I, I begged mom for the mac and cheese. I, you know, pay for the JJ's, and like just to just to, to sit back and talk to him about an event and see how his mind work with it. It's like I know Black Tie gonna be around. Know it is. So I'm, I got a room. And I live 15 minutes from Wright State. <laughs> I got me a room. Oh Tell yes. You that. Oh yes. I already told wife. I was like, look, um, I'm off that whole weekend. Yeah, we took- get in the room. Uh, we get gotta have an Uber on deck. Mm-hmm. Just park the car because it's it's it's, it's yeah. going down. Yes, I <laughs> at our age, it's funny in my business account for my DJ, and that's kind of where I stash my <laughs> stash my my coins. You know, when it's something that I want or need, I'm already dumping fifty, sixty dollars at a time in there off these gigs. I figure, you know, fifty gigs down the road. I'm gonna have a whole bunch of stunting money, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what we look forward to is like being able to go out, take off the cuffs, you know, <laughs> and just loosen up and and for that night, for that time and space and that night, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. get whatever you want, because if you think about it, we don't really treat ourselves mm-hmm. as much as we should, you know, we we're worried about next month's problems or worried about. How are we going to, you know, get here in, in this time and, and, and just kind of getting your ducks in a row. Yeah. And, and when you the hustle and bustle when you have that life. worry of life, 
you're you're not out to to just go blow a stack on a weekend because you're thinking to the to the facts of I catch up this DPNL before the winter. <laughs> you know I can I can do this I can do that. You know I can get my car fixed with whatever is going on in your life. You know and it's like the wife helps me with that a lot because I'm a big thinker, a big worrier. You know so I'm always trying to make sure we ain't out here papa doing it when we need to be making sure the babies got some fresh shoes for school. Right. You know, so so when you're trying to, you know, keep keep your priorities straight, it's nice to start, you know, having something to look forward to and stack up for and be like, this weekend, it's whatever. Yeah. So so I'm trying to get to more of treating myself. You know, I shout to the plug, man, I got to go to the Bad Boy concert. Yeah. And money was tight. I've been off work, you know, living off the DJ stuff for a while. I was just like, man, we ain't really got it. Cause I know I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna be in the moment, and we gonna that credit card gonna be loose. So nachos and, and I've <laughs> <Beer>. been <laughs> right, whatever. Take a picture with the bad boy sign if you want. <laughs> and and I and and she came home a few hours before and we was like, We going? She like, hell yeah, we going. Cause she, <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't she wasn't on it. She like, we going. And to have that push, because I was I was kind of cool with like Man, let's just let's just stack this up and not and not go. Man, I'm so glad she she wanted to go that bad because that was the best concert I've been to in my life. So <laughs> after plug, <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely man definitely got to get out and just treat yourself a little Absolutely, more. Absolutely, man. I had a similar experience with the wife, man. We were uh, it's probably like two summers ago. J Cole was on tour with uh, Big Sean, YG, Jeremiah, and um. Uh, the actual concert was on a Monday down in Cincinnati. And uh, we were in Cleveland, uh, seeing a family and everything like that. We had to get back. And uh, it was one of them dummy moves that I didn't take the day off from work when I got back in town. So, like, fresh off the road, spending the weekend with the fam. So, you know how that is, you know, ripping and running yeah. all around the city. And get back, first day back at work tired from the night before because like it was one of them we ain't even leave cleveland until like six o'clock yeah so i ain't get back to like 9 30 drive and get up go to work Ugh. what's in my mailbox tickets to j cole I'm like, <laughs> text her like yo them j cole tickets finally came in it's like really are we going i'm like like honestly i don't feel like going it's like but you love j cole and that album's great. And now for her to really listen to an album from front to back, yeah. she really likes the album. Like yeah. <laughs> she's a big J. Cole fan. So I already knew that. And she rocked with uh the homie Big Sean. So I'm like, ah, oh, let me think about it. Get off work, get home. She get home like right after me. Hit me with the like, so uh, we going? <laughs> <laughs> Sucked it up. Was like, yeah, we can go. Tired as all hell. Oh, but when the homie hit the stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I already knew the album front to back already. Yeah. He did the whole album, intros, outros, interludes, the whole nine, dog. So it was one of them experiences like, glad you sucked it up and went, man. Exactly. You got Like you said, you got to treat yourself, yeah. man. Life is short, man, and you, you don't want to sit back. Not saying you look at regrets in that regard, but you don't mm. want to sit back and just be like, I didn't do this or that just because I was worried about this and that. You know, at the end of the day, you, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you got if you got the mindset of I'm not going to be a failure, you yeah. know, and, and it means it means something to you. 
when you're in your your rough patches or you you know everybody gets to them to them points and times when things just ain't right or the yeah. way you want it to be. You know, I try not to let that. It's hard. You know, I I'm the first to 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 get depressed in that regard and just be like, I don't even want to deal with it, man. I'm just gonna sit here and heat up this Red Baron pizza and call it a night. You know, and it's like. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get over that and push through that and be like, you know, get out and do. If it's something that you like, like, and you're and you're in, encouraged by, do mm-hmm. it. You know, because at the end of the day, tomorrow ain't promised. That and, is fact. And one thing that uh, from my military life, um, having to unfortunately being involved with quite a few military funerals, one of the one of the speakers at this funeral, man, that I was. I, I was helping out the funeral guard for like two or three months, so we was doing all the funerals around town for veterans. Mm-hmm. And I heard one of the guys, and he was talking about we have a we have a time that we're born, a time that we die, and that tombstone is that dash. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to live your dash? Yeah. And that stuck with me because we we're going we're going to be here, and then we're not. And that dash represents your life, and make sure that you are happy with your dash because. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you got is your life. Yeah. You know, so make sure you're doing the things within your dash of your of your born date and your passing date. Make sure you're living that dash the way you wanted to live it. So yeah. so I try to remind myself of that when I'm having rough times, like, you know, get out, get out, do something. I went for a walk. You know, I'm trying to lose some weight. You know, it's it's a struggle, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I I could have sat at home and kept watching golf, but it was like, go for a walk. Yeah. So I laced up and just turned on the pod and walked. You know. So I'm trying and 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 I'm and I'm happy with where I'm at mentally. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had some depression and anxiety from military that I deal with, but I, it's never to the point of like that deep. You know, it's yeah. just it, it's just something that sticks with me and bothers me. So to be able to be like. Screw that. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go to the golf course and hit some balls. I'm gonna pull out my tennis racket and just see what happened. I'm gonna go holler at my boy and I ain't seen him in a while. I'm gonna not not worry about the car because I have a car issue and just be like, man, it got three hundred thousand miles on it anyway. It's about to go. <laughs> when it go, it's gonna go. Yeah. So so don't let that be your excuse as to not do something. So so I'm trying to work on it and I'm trying to live my dash the way I the way I feel like I need to live it. So mm-hmm. You uh, also made a post about um, your military days. Yeah. So basically, this whole pod is about you posting on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Today. Might have found a title. <laughs> exactly. Killer posts. There we go. That's the name of it. But yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the post that I had made, it was a friend of mine from the military. He had shared it. But reading it, it was it was, it was was deep. I'll read it to you for those that, that don't follow me on Facebook. It says, my friends went to college. I enlisted in the U.S. Army. When they woke up and decided they would, if they'd go to school or work, I'd already been up for hours. Their alarms woke them up. My alarm sent me to bunkers and guard posts. They made plans based on how they felt. I made plans based on the needs of my country. They couldn't wait to leave their homes. I couldn't wait to give back. When you look back on your respective lives, they may wonder if they ever made a difference. I don't have that problem. So it was just, when I read that, you know, like I ain't gonna lie, I got like almost teary eyed because it's like when you think about the sacrifices people people make in the military. You know, like I couldn't imagine being married with three kids, how I am now, mm-hmm. but in the army. You know, yeah. uh, 
as a 19, 20-year-old, when I was in the Army, you saw that. Man, we getting deployed here, deployed there. These people had full-blown families, wives, and, and, and you see the ups and downs of that. Like, in military towns, it's it's sad, man, but it happens frequently mm-hmm. when the when the when the unit gets deployed to Iraq and they gone for nine months a year. You can always tell because that next week in the club, it's new faces. The wives is out. The girlfriends is out. Wow. And there's a term in the military called Jody. They call him Jody. It's, Jody is the guy that's with your girl when you over here to work. So like in basic training you hear that a lot, like like where's where's Jody at today? I heard Jody with your girl. Like that's how the, 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 the drill sergeants would get under your skin like that. And to think back and then to see it in the military, like when you know, I share a story with you. It's it's kind of deep. I'm gonna share it with you though because I feel hey. like sharing it. I was less than a month in the military. I'm out in the club. I meet this chick. You know, to my ignorance, I thought if you had a child in the military. You could stay on base housing. Mm-hmm. For most of the time, you have to be married to stay on base housing. So I meet this girl. She stays on base housing. I'm over there for like two weeks having dinner, <laughs> playing with the little one and a half year old. We getting it in. You know, all these things are happening. And one day she asked me what unit I was in. I told her, I'm like 177. I see her face like, Dun, 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 dun. She's like, what, what, what battery? You know, companies, batteries, kind of the same thing. I'm like, I'm in headquarters. I'm a medic. I'm in the headquarters battalion. I work for all of them. She was like, I guess I'm going to tell you. I'm actually separated from my husband. He's in Bravo battery. They were deployed before I got there. They had already deployed okay. to, to, I think, uh, Saudi Arabia. So you became Jody. I was Jody without <laughs> knowing it. So I felt bad as hell. So all this happened, right? So of course, is that what an I E or just a Y? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's a that's I J O D I. Okay. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm like, so I'm I'm going through this with her, and it's like I got cut this off. Uh, it ain't that serious. It's just right. it was just something a new. I'm, I'm new to the town. She was a new face. You go somewhere new, you try to meet somebody. Bottom Shoot line. Shot. Yeah. So I cut it off. Now, a year and a half pass. They are still going through their problems, and they have a slight domestic incident where he kind of pushed her or whatever. I happen to be on staff duty. Staff duty is they rotate who does it, but basically it's 24-hour shift, 9 a.m. to 9 a.m. You're not doing your military job, but you're at a desk answering the phones for the unit. So if a Red Cross message come because someone's grandfather passed. Mm-hmm. They give you that information. You contact their superiors, let them know you need to get him home or whatever. They get to get the ball rolling for him. Right. So you're kind of like just a secretary for the unit. Now you're on staff duty, so you cover everything. So if you're on on the weekends, you know there's going to be a chance you're going to deal with someone in a DUI at the gate. Yeah. Or someone got arrested out in town. You got to go get them from the jail or whatever. So I'm on staff duty. Domestic thing happens. I'm the driver of the van, the NCO. He's the one in charge. I just drive him around pretty much. We're driving to this incident. I didn't know where we was going. Pull up. Where we at? The same house I was frequenting a year and a half Can't ago. Can't make this shit up, bro. So I had to really like sit back and like, I'm just going to sit here in the van while you go ahead and knock that out. He's like, I ain't going there by myself. Come on. <laughs> you better get your ass right. here, bro. <laughs> so I go in there with him. 
and to see her face and to know what we've done mm-hmm. and to see him who has who's oblivious to it. And later on, we got cool, me and him. My 21st birthday was spent at his house when they were separated. He had a house off base, was spent at his house playing this pass out game. Drunk as all get out. I literally went to the club, paid to get in, and went to the bathroom and threw up. And that's where they found me. Like, that's when was my 21st birthday. So to, to have a relationship with him and to know that I did this with his soon-to-be ex-wife, it was like, yo, this military shit is crazy. Because it's like, you don't, you don't know when you're meeting a girl in town, really, who she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that causes so much friction. How you talked about coming home, people, your friend who didn't want to fill out the scene first, make sure so-and-so was over this and over that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know that that feeling, but I know it on the military side because you meet people out in town and it's the small towns like like we live in here. Mm-hmm. And you meet these people and you build relationships with them and then something happens and then you realize, man, this could have got real bad, real yeah. ugly. It could have ruined my military career. I mean, bottom line, I could have been, you know, I was basically committing adultery with a married wife of a person in my unit. You know, and it was like, you got to be careful out there because the, the the your you might think with the wrong head. We'll just yeah. we'll just say it like that. And and those things that happened like in the military. I mean, it was a couple more, but that that really stuck with me because she had no qualms with telling me none of that in the beginning. I was ignorant to the fact of she got a kid. I thought she was in the military to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she got a kid. That's why she got on base housing. Better than my little dorm. I'm gonna go over here and be on this couch. <laughs> you know, so we had a two, three week run where I was over there every day after work. Home she making meals. she making me dinner. I mean, it was bad. When you think <laughs> back at it, it was bad, man. So can't make this up, man. It was you got you got you got to watch watch out for yourself out there, man. Be <laughs> careful in these streets. No matter no matter the road, no matter yeah. the street. Yeah, I got one more for you before we slide up out of here, man. Do you believe in luck? Hmm. Not really. I don't. Really, I'm not. I'm not. I I feel like things happen for a reason. So, I mean. I guess you maybe a little, maybe a little. I do, not in not in big in big things, but like I might be like another short military story. Me and a friend of mine who we met found out after a year of friendship, he went to Central. It was like oh three oh four. Um, he wanted to go home for a homecoming weekend. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no 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 leave to take to come home, but it was a it was a four day weekend that okay. it fell on. It fell on like Columbus Day or whatever. So we had Friday, Monday off. We were only supposed to go, I think, 200 or 300 miles away from your base as the farthest you can go without being on leave. If something and something happens. And this is y'all on where again? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's 1,000 miles away. It's definitely <laughs> farther than so we 200 did, miles. We, we decide we're going we gonna to risk it and drive home. I had a girl here that I was seeing at the time that I wanted to come see anyway, and he wanted to get to Central for the homecoming. So I'm like, I ride with you. Drop me off. Pick me up. We good. This was the worst road trip I ever had in my life. We, we was an hour into it, started pouring the rain. His wiper blows off the car. So we have one wiper, and it's on my side. So he, And it's pouring. Had to pull over, find the Walmart, got some wipers. Got going again. We get to Missouri. His tire blows. We open the trunk, get, him, get the tire out. He opened the thing. It's, it's no tire in there. I'm like, bro, where's your spare tire at? I forgot I got it fixed, and I ain't 
put it back in there. I'm like, replace it. Yeah. So we on the side of the road, trying to figure out how we gonna get a tire. A truck pulls up on we're on like one of them highways where it's a fence, some grass, and it's a road in their town. So mm-hmm. this guy on the road stops like, y'all need some help? Older white man, we two young black men. We like, yeah. He was <laughs> like, I can take y'all to Walmart if you want. Hop in the truck. I'm like, this is it. I ain't gonna never see my mama again. It's over. I'm like, you get in the truck. I'm gonna get in the back. So I hop in like the bed of the truck. Take us to Walmart. We get the tire. All this is happening on the way to a 15-hour drive home. We stop in Illinois to get gas. Now, this is where the luck comes in. Get out the car. I see a, I'm opening the passenger side. I see a guy on the other side of the pump. He, like, on the floor of his truck looking for something. Mm-hmm. I can tell you're looking for something. So I just get out, see him, like, walking to the side to get my Gatorade and my chips for the road trip. So I'm walking in, and I see a dollar like blowing across the parking lot. So I look right, look left. Ain't no one chasing after that dollar. I just pick it up, put it in my pocket, keep moving. My dollar. Yeah, go into the store, get what I need. We head on home. I get home, empty in the pockets, and I don't keep folded money in my pockets. I open it up and put it in my wallet. Mm-hmm. I open up this dollar to put in my wallet, and there's 450s inside that dollar. Whoa. So I didn't hit a $200 lick. That's why that and it all thought back like that's why he on that ground <laughs> yeah. looking for that looking for that money because he's trying to pay for his gas probably. So then of course I felt bad for like thirty seconds, <laughs> but uh, that was five hundred miles ago. Yeah, like, there's no there, there, there's no tracking him down. So yeah. it was like to to the mall it is, you know, and it was like got some, to get little, little extra spending money. But so that was kind of that's kind of luck that I kind of believe in, you know. I don't. I'm not a big believer in in luck to the sense of like, maybe this is wrong to say. It's Sunday, but I'm gonna say it. I don't feel like people 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 like 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 to thank God for this happening in their life, or this happening, and they're thankful. And it was it was luck, and it was it was unexpected, mm-hmm. and they like to thank God for that. I me personally, the way I believe in it, I, I don't feel like God is giving you luck. The bottom line, I feel like you know things happen. For a reason, mm-hmm. but if it if, if it was all about him giving you the luck, I feel like why is he getting people die of cancer? Yeah. And why are people losing their lives senselessly to to dumb things? Yeah. And it's like they didn't want that to happen. So like, do they have bad luck? They, I don't believe in luck either, man. Yeah. I, when <laughs> stuff like that happens, uh, I just they, hey man, that's a blessing from the big dog. Yeah, and that's it, just, just real. Yeah. Like I have a situation at the gig where something happened. Is maybe looked at as bad from some people's point of view or some people's perspective at the gig. And in a light, I could look at it as bad for me. That means I have to do more work. But in terms of me doing more work, it allows me to make more bread. So obviously I'm a, a glass half full type of person. Yeah. So yeah, I'm working more, but I'm bringing in more bread. Yeah. And in a, in a time where, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get certain things accomplished. And with trying to get things accomplished, you need more dough. Yeah. And it allows me to do those things without having to dip in the stash or, right. oh, man, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I got to get this. <laughs> how to get this done before this date. And it's going to allow me to get this stuff that I need to get accomplished done way faster. Yeah. So I look at it as a blessing. People at the gig like, man, how are we going to make it happen? I'm like, I'm making it happen. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm making it happen. Y'all got some more of that bread because right. I can make it happen. <laughs> I, I just look at it like he'll he'll put you through things that he want to put you through to see to, to build you up. 
you know, he ain't trying to tear you down per se, but sometimes people need a little torn down yeah. to get pushed up. You know, like some people might look at the cup half empty. Yeah. And, and and that just shows a negative mindset to me. You know, if you look at it, my mom did that to my kids just this week. It's funny you said that. Had a picture and asked my girls, is this half empty or half full? Camille, my oldest, is half full. Carmen, my middle, <laughs> is half empty. <laughs> I asked her, why is it half empty? He said, because somebody drank it. I asked Camille, why is it half full? She said, because they didn't fill it up yet. <laughs> so to hear that from a kid, their dialogue about it and how they look at it, I mean, that's that's the world. I mean, kids are the most innocent things, you know. Mm-hmm. So to to hear Carmen, my, my middle child, say that, you know, I just she is a little different. You know, she's she's a she's a she's a funny kid, but she looks at life different. I mean, she's you can be going like it's time where I holler at her. Why didn't you pick that up? Pick it up like I told you. But you said pick up that, not that. And I did say grab that coat off the floor, but you saw them shoes over there, so grab them. <laughs> that's how, you know, so like, but she's that literal. Like, yeah. you said pick up my coat, Dad. I picked up my coat. Why are you mad? Like, and she'll like she'll say that to me, and it's like you get on my nerves, child. You know it don't belong. You know, so like you got to get into it with them like that. But Camille, I hollered at her one time, and it's a breakdown. She feel like I'm ruined her life forever. Every time I get on her about something, is she it's tears to the room, you know, and it's like she's that emotional about with it all. And she reminds me of me as a kid because I know I, I know right now my seven year old when I get on her, she's in the room cussing me out <laughs> and within herself. I know that right now at seven year old, maybe not using cuss words, but she's mad at daddy. <laughs> when when my oldest, I holler at Who her. Who think he talking to? <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. When my oldest, I get on her, she's in the bed crying because she messed up. Not because daddy is getting on her and she's mad at me for getting on her. She's mad that she didn't do something right. Mm. So that's the difference in them. You know, so same with life. You know, people look at things half full, and half empty. But you need to, that negative mindset is what draws people in the wrong direction, I feel. So I know I'm rambling. I know oh, I'm, man, it's all good, I know man. I'm, we kept it light today, yeah, yeah. man. We got to some dope topics man you know i love i love these type of pods because i know a lot of times you know we've been talking trump hillary debates motherfuckers getting killed by the police so it's nice to chill just something to turn on and just listen to yeah man get to know us a little better all my ogs young ogs like ourselves man you know don't worry especially people that went to right state or hell even live in dayton yeah I do want to say one Black thing. Black ties on the way. <laughs> I saw a video. I don't know who posted it, but the Central State Step Show video I saw, they play swag surfing. <laughs> the entire gym, I'm talking upper level floor, was hitting this swag surf so hard. It looked <laughs> it looked like the gym was literally rocking. <laughs> like it was dope to see. So shout out to Central State for having a good weekend. Most I, didn't, I didn't hear no. No, no WHIO app alerts in the morning about Code 99 or the police coming out. So I'm glad y'all came out. Got to see some old faces and, 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 and run into some people you haven't seen in a while and just enjoy the company of being around people. The, the black community needs more of those type of things to happen to, to, to grow. Absolutely. I also saw real quick the city of Dayton did a longest table 
thing I saw. I didn't. I didn't. I wish I would have heard about this event. I didn't. They closed down the Third Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. Put a table tables across the entire bridge. Had over five hundred people that came to it, and their goal was to just have you sit with somebody you didn't know and just really? talk. And I read. I saw it this morning, and it looked so dope. I mean, people. Were, I saw a girl on the news talking about it. She was sitting with the city manager. Mm-hmm. Got to talk to him about some stuff. She was another person was sitting with a pastor, and they were a convicted felon that was getting their life together. And it was mm-hmm. just like people were just out, yeah, and and, and dialoguing with strangers. And an older white lady was on the news saying, "This is how it starts. You yeah, know, people need to just get to know each That's other." That's a great idea. Yeah, it was it was super dope. So shouts to the city of Dayton, whoever put that put that together. It looked like a really dope event, and I'm looking forward to if I do it again, I want to be a part of that because that looked dope. Yeah, so. like we all we were talking um, a couple weeks ago about solutions and stuff like that and creating a dialogue. That's what it's about, yeah, man. Exactly. Creating that dialogue, talking to people you don't know. Exactly. And talking to people that may see things in a different perspective. People, people might judge you. We all judge. No matter what you say, we all judge. That's 100%. So to be able to go and sit with a older white man or older white man sit with you. And be able to talk about things that, why they feel a certain way. It was just open dialogue, talking about whatever, over a lunch on the Third Street Bridge. You know, and it was, the entire bridge was just tables. So it was super dope to see that. So, shout out to the city for that. Absolutely. Can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Come on, Bangla. I need this win today. Oh, y'all need it. Yo, y'all need it. Two and three is rough. Ooh-wee. Two and four is worse. I smell a trap game for my Steelers, <laughs> though, by the way. I think we're going to lose to the Dolphins today. Nah, I don't see that. Uh, this is a I'm, trap I'm, game. I'm drafting heavy with Ben, Le'Veon, and, and AB today. <sighs> trap game before uh, the pa- Patriots. <laughs> y'all next do have week. a couple of those a season. Yeah, we got a trap game. It's a trap <laughs> game, dog. I, I can see it. Yeah. Podcast, we out. Yeah, yeah. Oh.